Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the True Crime Podcast. I am your host, Renette. And I'm Arena. Today, I'll be speaking about the case of Elizabeth Sullivan. Okay. All right. So Elizabeth, or her name is Liz. A lot of her friends and family called her Liz. So I'm just going to call her Liz. She was from Norfolk, Virginia. Mm -hmm. And um, that is the largest Navy station, not only in the U.S., but in the world. Oh, wow. Which I didn't even know. Yeah. Because I know San Diego is a big San, um, like Navy base, yep. but on the West Coast. So okay. this one is really big. Um, so Liz was described as brilliant, extraordinary. She's an unacknowledged genius, eclectic personality. Wait, what is an unacknowledged genius? That she was very, very intelligent, but because of her other little quirks, she like people kind of dismissed her oh, okay. intelligence. And I'll explain more. Okay. Because... You know, just like everyone, there are also kind of like negative connotations and um, personality traits that she had. Um, She did have a very, very high OCD and ADHD. Mm -hmm. She had trouble regulating her emotions, which affected her love life. And uh, she was described also as a manic enthusiast, very anxious and unpredictable. Okay. So... Good and bad, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on how you see it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, So Liz met Matthew Sullivan, who he was originally from Minnesota, stated that she liked him right away. She saw saw stability, opportunity, and a true love story in Mm -hmm. Matthew. And um, unlike a lot of the other men that she had been dating. Mm -hmm. So Matthew, they had been dating for a while. Matthew was then reassigned to San Diego's naval base. And that's when he proposed to Liz Mm -hmm. after only dating for a couple of months. Oh, wow. And she said yes. Okay. So they arrived in San Diego. um, And as soon as they arrived, Liz found out she was pregnant. Mm -hmm. And she was absolutely shocked and terrified because she was not expecting that. She didn't really want that immediately right away because they had just moved. Right. Newlyweds. Um, she's in a city that she doesn't know anyone. And like they had just moved. They didn't even finish unpacking. And yeah. Now she's pregnant. Yeah. So, yes, um, along with the new move and the marriage and the child on the way with the new life, she was pretty um scared and getting more and more anxious about things yeah um matt was also deployed overseas as soon as they arrived in san diego so she was also left alone a lot of the times and which also terrified her she didn't like so she didn't work she was like a stay-at-home wife she was yes at the at the time yes um her first child was born and but matt was still overseas when this happened he came back just for a little while, he impregnated Liz again, and then he had to leave again. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so two times in a row, she was pregnant, had the baby, and he wasn't around. Okay. Yeah, so not so great. No. I mean, it's not like it was completely his fault, but still, right. for her, that's a bad situation. Yeah. No family or anything. Yeah. Um. So when she had her two, her two little girls... This is when she met a really good friend, Nathan Character. He worked at the uh, one of the eyewear stores at the mall that she went into. They immediately hit it off and got along really well. 
Nathan, um, he's in a lot of like interviews and he's quoted a lot because he was one of the closest friends that she, only friends that she had here in San Diego. Oh, okay. And um, he said that he was drawn to her sense of humor, her intelligence, and the fact that he felt like he could be himself completely in front of her and she wouldn't judge him. Oh, okay. And he, they confided in each other a lot. Um, they told each other everything, which turned out to be... Um, Good and bad for Elizabeth, mm. for Liz, but I'll explain that later. Okay, so Matt then finally came back from duty and they moved to a larger house in Liberty Station. Okay. And love that area. Yeah, I know. They have really good restaurants. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Corvette Diner, Corvette the big Diner. cheese. Yes. Not even vegetarian, but that sandwich <laughs> is so good. Oh my gosh. Sometimes I just like eating vegetarian food for no reason. Same here. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is nice. Now let's go get a burger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. But unfortunately, they were not getting along at all. Liz already had a certain schedule. She did things a certain way. And Matt being back disrupted everything, her workflow, oh, her life, OCD, flow. Right? the OCD, okay. yeah, her ADHD anxiety started just shooting through the roof because of this. Um, another thing that was really troubling for her was that Matt did not have a driver's license. <laughs> Wait, her husband didn't? Her have husband a did license? not have a driver's license. Okay. And so Liz had to do everything. She mm. had to drive him everywhere And it was just getting her extremely frustrated because not only was she taking care of the kids, but she was driving him to and from the base. Yeah. And like, you know, the kids, just everything was just a total total mess. Um, She felt like she was carrying a lot of weight and responsibility. And but she would still try to save their marriage. She still wanted to go out with him and have fun. But Mm -hmm. he would always say that he didn't want to anymore. Okay, so it was just kind of a homebody, boring, maybe. Yeah, and back in um, on the East Coast, though, when they were dating, they were they were going out all the time. But as soon as they moved over here, it's kind of like he just completely changed. Sometimes having kids does that to people, though. Too. That's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. but poor Liz wanted to go out. Yeah, you know, and like do stuff, and she's like, "Well, let's go have a date," you know, mm-hmm. and but he didn't want to. Yeah, unfortunately, things got worse. Mm-hmm. Um. Matt, without speaking to Liz about it, invited his sister and his parents to move into their home in Liberty Station. No, absolutely not. And (laughs) I would be so freaking pissed off. I was like, when I when I read that, I was like, what the hell? Because and it's not like they had a huge house, you know, for them to come and and they had their two little daughters and. Oh, and another thing was that Matt's mom did not approve of their marriage. And Liz did not and get along with And she's going to go live with them? Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, the part of the reason why Matt's mom didn't like her is because she was black. Oh, yeah. what a bitch. Yeah, and she was like, wow, great. Now they're going to come live over here. And she didn't get along with them at all. Oh, my God. So I would have to put my foot down in a situation like that. Yeah, I would have flipped out. And, mm-hmm. Nope, divorce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That night that Liz found out her in-laws were moving in, she Mm. went over to Nathan's house and she stayed there all night venting to him about all this. Where did she tell her husband she was at? Did she tell him? Nathan. Like he knew that they They were like best friends. Yeah. Um, The next day she left and when Nathan called her, she 
she picked up the phone, but that she abruptly hung up mm-hmm. saying, I'll call you back tomorrow. But she sounded like, like she was like hushed and like rushing. Okay. And he was a bit concerned, but he was like, okay, well, at least she answered the phone. Yeah. And he waited and waited and waited and she never called back. And mm-hmm. this was on a Monday, October 13th of 2014. Okay. And the next day, Tuesday, October 14th, Nathan was getting extremely, extremely worried because it had been basically a whole day that he hadn't heard back from her Mm -hmm. at all. He started calling Matt, asking where she is, and he knew that the in-laws were arriving that day. Mm -hmm. So he was extra worried because he knew how upset Liz was. Yeah. Matt said that he knew she was upset, so he figured that she was just avoiding them and ran off for a few days, mm-hmm. like just up and left with, without the kids or anything. Yeah. Nathan thought that was really strange and didn't believe him, so he called the police and filed a missing persons report. Good. They didn't take it very seriously, not only because she was 32 years old woman and um, that she hadn't really been missing for that long, but Nathan kept calling the police every day for like three days. The police missing persons unit finally went to Liberty Station. They went to the home to look around for clues and to speak with Matt about Liz. They found no signs of any foul play, um, you know, no furniture being thrown around Mm -hmm. or holes in the walls or anything like that. Liz's car was still at the house, and they thought that was strange because they were like, where could she have gone without a car? Yeah. They searched the garage, which had a large standalone freezer, but it was empty, which Hmm. will come back later. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Matt said that the only thing missing was one suitcase from their closet, her laptop, and her phone. Matt gave police her personal journals. He told police that she transferred the $1,070 in their joint checking account to her individual account the morning she went missing. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, when they called her bank, they confirmed that there was activity on her debit card the day after she went missing. Um, but they don't know if it was really her. It could it w- have been him, right? Yeah. Or- so it turns out later on, they find out that it was a delayed processing payment that uh, was made before she had disappeared. Right. Before okay. she went missing. So a month goes by with no sign of Liz. Matt does an interview with People Magazine saying, quote, I'm at the end of my rope. I'm running on fumes right now. I don't know where to look. Liz has left home before, but only for a night or so. Not like this, end quote. Mm. Liz's father uh, flies in from Virginia and goes on the news pleading the public for help, trying to put up missing posters, trying to do as much as he possibly can. Nathan, the friend, mm-hmm. was on the list of suspects. Um, and of course, Matt was also. The odd thing was that Matt never got a lawyer. And police said that he was actually very helpful. He was very cooperative, allowing them to search the house whenever they asked to. Mm-hmm. Um, they even collected DNA from the daughters in case they ever needed to ID a body. And Matt even passed the polygraph test. Oh, wow. So it seemed like he was just this, you know, good husband, cooperative, and there's no reason to find him guilty or Mm -hmm. suspect him. Matt also said that, quote, Liz probably left, walked out with a bag, and we didn't know where she was going, end quote. And I don't know, when Nathan heard that, he thought that was extremely, extremely unlike 
Liz because she would never just leave her daughters, her daughters like that. Right. Yeah, or t- not tell Nathan where she was going. Yeah. And without her car. like Yeah. You know. So um, this is when little by little we start to find out more about Liz and her secrets, things that she was hiding from her husband and her family. Mm-hmm. Uh, Liz's journals revealed that she was struggling internally a lot. She had been diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. She was taking Adderall, but unfortunately, she was taking a lot of it more oh, than the dosage. It. Mm-hmm. And she actually did have troubles with pills before she met Matthew. Um, and she was going to therapy, but it things just went back to being bad when she moved to San Diego. Yeah. She would talk freely about this to Nathan, and she would talk about all the different pills she was taking now and how she knew how to, quote unquote, work the system to get certain medications she wanted, not necessarily things that she needed. Yeah. Liz was also making superficial cuts on herself. She was a cutter and as a way to release pain and anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. Her writing would also be a mix of reality and fiction, uh, like stories of a woman in her journal who was rescued by a man named Brooks and that she would call her White Knight. But then when they would move to San Diego, her the woman in her story, her marriage turned bad. She left him and the little girls getting to, quote, walk out of that nightmare, unquote. So. Wow. I mean, she was probably, I mean, she had anxiety and she was struggling internally. So, because mm-hmm. um, at first when you said like the white horse, the white knight, I was thinking of like pretty woman. And she oh, was yeah. talking about her story about like when yeah. she was rescued by like a man on a white horse or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. No, but you're, I mean, you're right. Because remember in the beginning when Liz first met Matt, that was like her white knight. Mm-hmm. She said that he was stable. He was mm-hmm. responsible. The type of man that she hadn't been dating, she was dating like mm-hmm. irresponsible guys, this and that. Yeah. So this was technically her white night, Matt. Yeah. And um, but uh, then it turned into a nightmare slowly. Yeah. So then, um, with all this coming out, police began to wonder if Liz really did leave on her own volition, or she, you know, she wanted to escape and or maybe commit suicide. Yeah, since she was a bit suicidal, cutting and yeah. So. They also found out that months before her disappearance, Liz joined an online dating app, Tinder. Oh, okay. While she was still married with Matt. And um, police then, (laughs) I wondered again, did Liz run off with another man that no one knew about? Yeah. You know, not even her friends, maybe. Or, you know, could there be another man as a suspect who was involved with their disappearance, like kidnapping? Yep. So... There's just so many different things and they had no idea what to follow. Yeah. So one of the men that they questioned was Marcus Hodges. He met Liz through Tinder and they dated for a little bit. But Oh, wow. And um, also so she was having an affair. Yes. Okay. Yeah. A couple times. Yeah. Especially because when Matt was oh, overseas. Gone, right. Yeah. They looked into him a lot more because he was previously arrested for choking his wife at the time. But the charges oh. were dropped. Okay. And they, you know, they had their eye on him, but there was no real evidence of, you know, and they had only spoken for a little bit. They were looking through records of his phone and no other indication that they had any more contact for a while. Yeah. Another suspect who was the more recent quote unquote boyfriend was Stephen Sutton. 
he was someone that Liz told Nathan about and that she liked Steve because he had aspirations and goals. He was well-educated and they could talk about anything together. Um, all the things basically that Matt wasn't anymore to her. Mm-hmm. Steven was not cooperative with the police, which okay. made them very suspicious, suspicious. of him. Mm-hmm. The opposite of what Matt was doing. He got an attorney. He refused the polygraph test and he just refused to speak with the police. Okay. A month before Liz disappeared, her affair was about to be revealed to Matt. And so one day, Liz was hanging out with Steven at his place mm-hmm. with, um, and he, she would go over there a lot with uh, Steven, with his roommate and his roommate's girlfriend. His roommate's girlfriend did not like Liz at all. Okay. She did not like her over there. I think because she probably knew that she was married, married or suspected. But yeah, because apparently she saw two car seats in the back of Liz's car uh. and she assumed that she was leaving her kids at home alone. Oh, okay. And um, so I guess she kind of had good intentions, but I don't know. Yeah. Because she called CPS and they turned up at Liz's house to investigate this further. She was a very well-fit mother with no sign of abuse and neglect of the two girls. Mm -hmm. But because of the call that the roommate's girlfriend made, CPS also had to notify the other parent as protocol, Matt. Right. And Matt was called while he was at work. And this is when he found out. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Terrifying. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Nathan suggested that she just come clean and tell Matt everything because when Matt found out that she was hanging out at this guy's house, you know, but she was just like, no, he's just a friend, you know. But um, eventually, yes, she did come clean. Yeah. Matt stated to the police that this wasn't a surprise to him as he and Liz had been living separate lives for a while and that they even slept in separate beds, separate bedrooms. Okay. So um, I think Liz was sleeping with the little girls. And he was sleeping in his own Well, let me just say this about sleeping in separate bedrooms. Uh So (laughs) Sal and I, a lot of the times, will (laughs) sleep in separate bedrooms. Really? And let me tell you, I think it has made us um, happier with each other. And the reason why I'm going to tell you this... Obviously, it does just because you're sleeping in different bedrooms does not mean you're not doing things together. And it's like as my marriage is great, should. by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I am not but, these people, <laughs> but I can sleep so much better. I am a very light sleeper, oh. and so any little noise and just wakes me up. And for years, it's been like where Sal's like snoring so loud, and I'm a light <laughs> sleeper, and I like kick him and I hit him and. Then he'll get mad at me because I'm hitting him. And I'm just like, well, I can't sleep. And I just like waking up to not having a good night's sleep. (laughs) And so like, um, so like it was when we moved into this house. Occasionally, like it would happen. It started off where like if I wasn't sleeping good, he'd be like, well, dang, I'm going to go in the next room. (laughs) And so he'd come in here. And I would say half of the time he's like in here. And I recently actually told a friend of mine, it's like Renette, when I was dating this guy, uh-huh. she's like, we had an apartment that had two rooms and we ended up went doing that. And it was really <laughs> great. I was like, yeah, but you're not with him anymore. <laughs> and I was like, she's like, no, it was because of different things. But uh, I swear to you. So I put this whole post on Reddit because I was like, is, are we weird? Is there something wrong? And I put a post and so many people 
they're like, yeah, it works. <laughs> yes, because I hear this a lot in podcasts that I listen to, and they're like, they had this started sleeping in separate rooms. I'm like, well, shit, now I'm like, uh-huh. I always make it seem like a bad thing, and that's what we do. But I think that's also good because it's kind of a test too, because then you guys end up kind of missing each other. Yes. Versus this couple, for example, they did not miss each other. Yeah, like they were living literally separate lives. <laughs> yeah, like weekends he sleeps in the room with me because then if I get li- a little sleep, I won't be so grumpy because I don't have to wake up so early. So yeah, we just have this routine. True. <laughs> okay i mean and if you have the space for it i don't see why not yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's so <funny>. anyway <laughs> okay yes but that was a good anecdote <laughs> <laughs> so after um, matt found out about the affair liz she cut herself very badly uh, feeling a lot a lot of guilt this time she cut way too deep and nathan she showed nathan her bandages and it was just really, really bad. Not oh, the man. surface cuts that she normally would do. Yeah. Police searched uh, a nearby area where Steve lived, the guy that she was having mm-hmm. an affair with, a lake where he and Liz used to go to together, walk around in the park. Mm-hmm. There they found a shallow grave with a high-heeled shoe. Oh, my god! But gosh. it was not... They found some bones, like a little... But it wasn't human. It was animal bones. Oh, Okay. Um, Steve received an email from Liz a month after she disappeared, but it wasn't an email he recognized. The email was badlydrawngirl at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't convinced that this was Liz, so he asked a question that only Liz would know, mm-hmm. or at least people close to Liz. What did Liz give me for my birthday? Mm-hmm. Is what he asked. She wrote back a Gumby keychain. You know, uh-huh. a little... Was that true? Clay. Clay thingy. <laughs> Yeah, which was correct. So Steve, he actually deleted the email. And when the police asked for proof of this email, I don't know, he deleted it. So but he mentioned it to the police when he ended up talking with them with his lawyer. I don't think why I don't understand why he would delete. Yeah, this if this possibly came from his missing wife. Oh, no. um, Or this this is the boyfriend. Oh, oh, I received the email. Oh, yeah. yeah, Steven. Steven. Oh, okay. So um, the police dove deeper into Steven because they're like, what the hell? This guy is weird mm-hmm. and he's acting funny and he's deleting emails. Mm-hmm. Um, when they went through the records, they found multiple text messages from Matt. So oh shit! in September of 2014, Steve and Liz, they actually stopped dating, but they would still chat and stay in touch because they wanted to stay friends since mm-hmm. they got along so well. And Matt would text Steve, quote, Liz will need a place to stay soon. I forgot to tell you, I work at a hospital in case you need to get that STD cleared up. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Like, what the hell? Mm -hmm. And Matt would know when Liz was on the phone speaking with Steven, and he would listen in on their phone calls, and when their conversation would end, he would text Steven different things like, glad you guys got to talk today, or good chat earlier, And like another text was, sorry to trouble you yet again. I'm going to cut her off eventually soon. If you do care, then please take action and support her. (laughs) Well, I understand him too, right? Yeah. I get it. Yeah. But he's like trying to take like revenge on this. And it's just not, not helping the situation. No. Liz told Nathan, the friend, that Matt was physically abusing her and she wanted to leave. Mm-hmm. So when she contacted a divorce attorney, she was planning to meet with one again um, for another follow-up appointment. 
that following Monday after she told Nathan about the abuse, mm-hmm. that was the last day that Liz was seen alive. Oh, wow. And so Matt knew that she was. That sounds like the Maya Miliade case. case. Yes, Mm -hmm. I know. Very similar. So Matt called the police at some point stating, quote, I have concerns that my wife is trying to have me evicted from my house and arrested and take my children away from me. She took my personal credit card and hired a lawyer against me. I haven't been served with any papers yet, but I know she's called your department earlier this morning, and I think that's where she's headed now to get me detained. So, end quote. 30 minutes later, Matt called police again. Quote, I just checked the joint bank account and it's all gone. There may be 15 cents left. I'm still here with my children and I don't know what she's doing. End quote. Mm-hmm. So, kind of seems like he's just kind of trying to cover his tracks a yeah. little bit, calling the police constantly. Yeah. After that, Matt never called the police again, and that's when Lynch disappeared. Matt seemed so concerned, um, especially in the interview with People Magazine and different news stations. But in the same week, he deleted all of her Facebook photos of Liz off of his profile. Wow. He unfriended all of Liz's close friends, mutual friends, and that he had online with her. He shut off her cell phone service, not allowing Liz to be able to call right. if, you know, she was kidnapped or right. missing and stuff. So Suspicious. Very Sh- suspicious. suspicious. Uh-huh. <laughs> Gwenty in my eyes. <laughs> Less than three months after Liz went missing, a new woman moved into the house. Matt said it was just a mutual friend who would help him with the house and to take care of the kids. Even though his sister and his parents That's were so Way there. too soon. That like, is way. A month. No, less than three months. Yeah. Yeah. He then switched his Facebook name and changed his relationship status. Oh, my God. (laughs) Which sounds dumb, but I mean, come on. Like, what the hell? To actually go out of your way and do that stuff. Yeah. So weird. And just like really immature. I don't know. It is. Weird. It is. So a credit card charge on Matt's account the day Liz went missing was at the Ace Hardware store for carpet cleaner. Hmm. Uh, How are you trying to clean up there? mm -hmm. So when police asked him about this, he said, my mother's coming into town. I need to get my carpet cleaned up. A month later, the second charge was more carpet cleaner plus a roll of large plastic wrap, the industrial size. Wow. Yeah. What you doing there, Matt? His reasoning was to wrap up some things his mom brought that were valuable to protect and put in storage. Mm-hmm. Okay. When the new woman officially moved in, not just to be there to take care of the kids and stuff, Matt's in-laws moved out. They moved back okay. over to the East Coast. And a year later, they both had a baby together. Wow. Mm-hmm. And by the way, Liz is still missing. Yeah. Like we have no idea what the hell she is. Yeah. Ballsy of the woman to do that, huh? I don't know if I can move in three weeks with some dude after his wife is missing. Yeah, and it's really weird because I was like, oh, they're in on it together. Like, yeah. you know, maybe he was having his own affair, like yeah. how he said that they're both having their separate lives and stuff. Yeah. So who knows? So then a body was found at Liberty Station on October 4th of 2016, almost exactly two years after Liz went missing. Okay. The head detective on the case 
Detective Kimberly Collier. Mm -hmm. She was called up while she was on vacation. She was like one of the first, you know, the detectives that was part of this case Mm -hmm. and um, was always trying to stay on top of the Elizabeth Sullivan case. Um, So she was called up when the body was found. She immediately left her vacation home and she flew over to San Diego. So how the body was found. An off-duty U.S. Marshal went on his usual afternoon walk on a path by the San Diego Bay. Mm-hmm. He was walking his dog. And down by the rocks, uh, he found a body wearing jeans, a knit sweater, and one brown boot. Oh, okay. Um, investigators used dental records to ID the body, and it was indeed Elizabeth Sullivan. Um, two the, years later. Two, almost exactly, almost exactly. Ten days prior, because it was like, it was October 14th, 2014, that she went missing. So, so we're going to talk about that freezer. So yep. I assume mm-hmm. she was left in a freezer. Medical examiners uh, noted that many there were many elliptical-shaped cuts that pierced her clothing, skin, and her ribs, and her jaw was also broken. Wait, what are elliptical cuts? Kind of like um, like half moon. Oh, okay. Kind of okay. like a curved knife, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. The cause of death was homicide by sharp force trauma. The freaking knife. Oh, wow. And it was like, there were scratches on her ribs. Like, that's how deep these like Jeez. cuts were at her. So, pathologist who conducted the autopsy estimated that Liz was only killed for one to two months before being discovered. <laughs> what? Yeah. And, which was like, what? She's been missing for right. two years. So three days after Liz's body was found, Matt had moved to Maryland with his girlfriend. Mm, Okay. (laughs) What a coincidence. Mm -hmm. At this point, um, Detective Collier was like, whoa, he left. But at the same time, like, hey, here's our chance. Let's go back to the house. Oh, yeah. She immediately wanted to go back to do a full search of this home. And when they went into the garage, they immediately smelled a bad order. Wow. But they could not find the actual source and they mm. couldn't, there was no blood, like they couldn't find anything, just mm-hmm. a smell. Um, They did notice that there was some broken wooden slats mm. in the attic area. Like okay. little bits of pieces of wood were sticking out. Uh, detectives went back and interviewed everyone that was involved in Liz's life again, just because, you know, her body was found and they need to recount everything again. And um, they interviewed one of Liz's close friends, Calandra, who still lived in the East Coast. She did state, though, that one month before the actual investigation, she received a frantic call from Liz stating that Liz was hushed voice in her phone saying, this motherfucker is going to kill me. (gasps) The friend, she was half asleep and confused because when she received this call, it was like two in the morning. And... She said, okay, Liz, lock yourself in your room because we just have to get through to the morning, which is something that she really regrets saying. Yes. She said, and then she said that Liz said, hold on a sec. Hold on. Hold on. I think he's coming. I got to go. Oh, my And she immediately hung up the phone. Kalandra waited for her to call back, but that call never came. Investigators, they went to Liz's bathroom and... When they did the luminal uh-huh. test, it lit up. Wow. Like a Christmas tree. 
Wow. They cut out pieces of the carpet from outside of the bathroom, pulled it back, and found a large stain. Wow. This also lit up with luminol, and mm-hmm. the DNA matched Liz. Um, wow. Detectives presented their findings to the DA, but they were told that they did not have enough evidence to convict Matt. How? How do they not have enough evidence? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. If there's large pools of blood. blood. Mm-hmm. And um, Detective Collier, she actually flew out to Maryland to confront Matt and to interrogate him again. Like oh, she had done badass. before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He still did not confess. He did not. He stated that he had nothing to do with her disappearance, nothing to do with her body being found. One year went by after her body was discovered. Detective Collier, she finally got permission to go back to the house, Uh which was vacated again. The murder weapon was then found in the attic. Because remember I told you about the wooden slabs were missing? So they actually went back and looked into the attic. They didn't look at it before. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know, this is confusing. Um, And they found a military-style folding knife under the insulation blanket in the attic. Liz and Matt's blood were on the knife and the handle. Oh, my gosh. So I don't know why there was, like, so much delay and this and that. I don't know about the politics of all this. And I'm surprised they used that because I remember when I had Raina on, she was talking about once they release a crime scene, like, it's just released and done. Like, it's hard to get... I don't even remember the right words that she used, but for... If they go back later and find something, like she was talking about a case that she was at and they released it. And then for some reason, they went back at it later and the, she was like, oh, on the block, like there was a van or something that had like uh, gunshots in it. And I guess it's just like hard um, to get a judge or whatever uh-huh. to like to get a conviction or something. Because then you don't know if like later, well, no, somebody placed that there like oh, after because something. so much time went yeah. by. Yeah, true. Yeah. Very true. Was it like moon shaped? So it was like that moon shaped. Or- so yeah, the military style knife yeah. folding knife, and it folds in in Dang. and itself. Yeah, on the handle like that. So five years after Liz's disappearance, Matt finally went on trial for murder. Detective Collier, she had already retired by this time, but mm-hmm. she was at every trial, just sitting there waiting because yeah. she was invested in this case fully. So the defense attorney, Marcus Dubois, stated the following in an interview. Mm-hmm. Quote, Matt is what people call Minnesota nice. Someone who was born and raised in Minneapolis, Minnesota, played soccer, did Boy Scouts, went fishing, no sort of run-ins with the law, no angry ex-girlfriends, nothing. No sort of early indication of anything that might lead to the situation that he finds himself in now. End quote. Okay. Deputy DA Jill Lindbergh stated, quote, Separate bedrooms, domestic violence, infidelity. Separate bedrooms? Hold on. I need to stop with that shit. Okay, my God. That's part of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one thing that they they kind of have as proof. Um, quote, separate bedrooms, domestic violence, infidelity, financial issues. These are all the hallmarks of a mar- marriage in quite... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the hallmarks, right? <laughs> Of a marriage in crisis, except for Renette and Sal. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Matt is not Minnesota nice after all, end quote. <laughs> Renette's like, triggered. <laughs> Both close friends of Liz, Nathan and Calandra, testified that Liz was becoming, quote, 
increasingly submissive, became very quiet, and we would have to whisper a lot on the phone. End quote.、Mm-hmm. Liz told friends that Matt had grabbed her by her shoulders and shoved her up against the refrigerator, screaming at her, which scared her. A lot, obviously. Yeah. So in court, they played a recorded nine one one call from Matt.、Uh-huh. The dispatcher asked what Liz was wearing. Matt stated, "Uh, I don't know. She ran out of here in a hurry. She was wearing blue jeans and some brown boots." Which and she was found with one brown boot and jeans and a sweater, right? Like a sweater, yeah, some like、yeah. type of knit sweater. But exactly what what she、described. was wearing when,、mm-hmm. yeah. So. Um, the DA Marcus he tried to use reasonable doubt in trial, stating, "You are not going to see one piece of evidence in this case that is inconsistent with the idea of a cutter married to a naval man who has a secret life and who made erratic decisions." End quote. Which I read that and I was like, "What an asshole!"、Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I mean, DAs—they have to be brutal and yeah. In other parts of the. The defense. He stated, "Quote: The blood stain on the underside of the carpet that could have happened when Liz cut herself and then tried to clean it up. When you cut a pool, when you pour liquid on a stain, experience tells you what happens. The stain spreads. So to say that, okay, one way to get a double watermelon-sized blood stain is to bleed a lot. Another way is to take a small stain and over time wipe it and make it larger and larger." End quote.、Um. <laughs> I don't know how people stay quiet in court. I'd be、yeah. like, "What the fuck?" You like get kicked out? Yeah, be arrested for contempt. Yeah, yeah, something like that. <laughs> Held in contempt.、Um, and then when he touched upon the point of the knife in the attic,、mm-hmm. the freaking murder weapon,、mm-hmm. he stated, "Quote: Standard Navy issue. Nothing suspicious about it." Asked about the blood on the knife. He goes out. He goes out overseas. He gets his sweat DNA all over the handle of that knife. Then he comes home and be becomes her cutting tool. Wow! What an <laughs> asshole. And he also stated that Liz's odd email from that you know that handle badly drawn girl at gmail dot com、yeah. proved that Liz was alive during this time when she went quote unquote missing. It didn't prove anything. It didn't、yeah. prove it was even her. Exactly. He also used Liz's mental state, illness, affairs, plus her drug use against her in court. When touching on the point of never being discovered when she was gone,、mm-hmm. he stated that it could have been he- with the help of a lover. Plus, that the autopsy showed that she died two months prior versus two years prior to them finding the body.、Mm-hmm. So there was a contradiction. The postmortem interval. Which is a period of time between the autopsy and what is determined to be the time of death.、Uh-huh. Two separate medical examiners both found that to be thirty to sixty days. Okay. The prosecutor was later interviewed and stated, "Quote that did not take into account the possibility that something could have interrupted or delayed the decomposition process." Yep. Both forensic anthropologists and the medical examiner testified that yes, freezing is something that could delay it. Yeah. Did they say anything about that freezer?、Mm-hmm. Yep. Da. Jill Lindbergh stated that Matt could have hidden Liz's body in the plastic wrap, then placed her body in the freezer after police searched the house several times. Yeah. Then Matt pretended to be her while she was dead. Yeah. With the email and possible charges on the card. Yeah. Which is kind of scary to think about because Matt could have possibly gotten away with murder if he hadn't moved. Yes. Because the reason that. He got rid of the body. He had to get rid of the body when they decided to move out of the house. Yes, 
and he got the body out of the freezer and dumped it into the bay. Yeah, and then she was discovered. How do you live years like knowing you have your wife, any in dead body in your house, like gra- in the garage, in a freezer, or whatever? And how like no one else saw it? I know, and thank goodness, like yeah, the the girlfriend. What about the girlfriend? Like they do shopping, and most women, it's mostly the women for groceries or whatever. Mm-hmm. And what Maybe if she bought a- so much meat and had to stuff it? Like I don't know. I think he probably had a lot like padlock on it and was like, oh, yeah. don't don't go in there. That's my stuff. Yeah, I, I would still be really suspicious. I, that would make me want to look yeah, even more. Like, Sal told there? me something. You best believe my ass will be in there like looking more like. Yeah. Like I keep thinking about maybe he like had her at the very bottom of the freezer. Other it's stuff. so awful to like talk about. But yeah, folded up in fetal position, I'm guessing. And then had like shells on top of her. So yeah. like, it looked like it was empty at the bottom but in reality it was just like a a false bottom mm-hmm. kind of thing that's what i was thinking mm-hmm. and so matt sullivan spoke briefly at his sentencing hearing he spoke not of liz but of the fact that some of his defense witnesses were not allowed to testify saying quote i firmly believe their testimony would have changed the verdict in this trial end quote that's all he said like he didn't give a mm. shit about liz or yeah. about the kids or anything just like Larry Meliade, like just <laughs> saying bad things about yeah Maya. Yeah, basically trying to portray her, portray Liz as a mother who was irresponsible, ran off without the kids uh, having affairs and just being a terrible person. Yeah. The verdict, finally, good and bad, I guess. Um, the verdict came back not guilty of first degree murder, but guilty of second degree murder. Yeah. Matt was sentenced to 16 years to life in prison. Okay. He um, is now sitting at the George Bailey detention facility, and he still to this day denies everything. Yeah. He still thinks he's innocent. Yeah. A lot of them will deny it until the day that they die. What, where are her two children? Um, I don't know. There was not much information about okay. the children. I think they tried to keep them out of it as much Probably as possible. Probably best that the children are... Away Hopefully, from this guy. Yeah. I'm sure he's, I'm sure they're with the grandpa, uh, yeah. Liz's father, because he was the one who was constantly trying to like help with the search and okay. trying to find his daughter. But I, I don't have, I don't really have any information about them, unfortunately. Yeah. But I'm, I'm hope they're okay and being yeah, treated well and surrounded by loved ones. Yeah, same. Because it's tragic. Man. Tragic, tragic. Liz was 32 when she passed away. Mm-hmm. And um, Matt, at the time of her disappearance, was 36. Okay. Man, can you imagine what his uh, new girlfriend, or <laughs> I don't know if he married her wife, yeah. thought once, when she found out what he did? Mm-hmm. Oh, my god. There's not information about her much either, mm-hmm. which is strange. But, I mean, if I were her, I probably would have tried to stay out of that light, too. Right, right. You know? Because here. she probably was like, oh, no, he's innocent. You know, like, oh, he doesn't know where she went. She she, yeah. went, she ran off or she had an affair. Like, she's with someone or she got kidnapped or something. And, you know, yeah. and then now she found out that she was in the freezer for two years while My she was gosh. living there with him yeah. and had a baby with him. Oh, man. <laughs> what the fuck? Because you hear certain cases where you think like, well, how could she not have known that her husband is doing this? But this is, I feel like, different because um, 
they had the journals and you know mm-hmm. she was but was a cutter and yeah. she struggled internally a lot so she had a, like a lot of things going on so maybe you can kind of see why well maybe he didn't do it maybe she did run away she was on tinder she was having this affair yep. whatever but this isn't like one of those ones that i feel like um was like how can you not see that he yeah. did this to her yeah and unfortunately um what sucks is that they I mean, like I said, the DA used all of that against Liz yeah. to put her in this terrible, terrible light. And yeah. even though she was a good person, yes. she was a great mom, a great yes. friend. And yeah, she had her her struggles and her demons, but who doesn't? But a lot of us do. We all yeah. struggle with something. Exactly. And it's like, you know, those cases where it's like, she was perfect and she, she made everyone smile. And her smile lit everyone. <laughs> lit, she was the sunshine came out of her face, you know, and it's like, Okay, but, you know, also I'm sure there was other shit going on. And with Liz, unfortunately, it was all in her journals and her friends knew everything about it. And yeah, but rest in peace to Elizabeth Sullivan and terrible, terrible case. Yeah, it happened not that long ago. Like I thought I I didn't hear about this case at all. I had no idea. I was living here when this happened. Yeah, I remember hearing about it. I I remember hearing about it. Um, but I just don't remember the exact details, but I just remember hearing that, you know, she had been, um, missing for a few years and it washed up like somewhere in the San Diego shore, but I don't remember hearing anything else much about it, which is weird. Yeah. But yeah. But crazy, crazy case. And I'm just glad, um, it came to light and, um, Matthew Sullivan got arrested and and she got her justice. Yes. So, yes. So that was the case of Elizabeth Sullivan. Uh, thank you guys for listening next week, Renette. I have my case ready for my episode, and Yay. it was actually recommended by uh, by somebody to me. Mm-hmm. And I rem- when this person told me about it, it was fair. I don't want to give it away and say who okay. it is, but it was, oh, it was from 90s. the 90s. Okay. But then, thanks to DNA advancements, it oh. was... Uh, more things were discovered. Yeah, okay. in the late 2000s. Oh, okay. So, so uh, kind but, of semi-recent. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I, but I was just like, how the heck did I not hear? And the few people that I told about this case because I just started like diving deep into it, they're like, yeah, I remember hearing about it. How can? It? And I was like, God, how the heck have I not? So many cases that just like kind of fly over your head, and you're like, oh man, I, I know. You know, like and I kind of started thinking, are we going to run out of San Diego cases? <laughs> but then I'm like thinking, like, no, there is a lot of things that are going on. Yeah, I mean, there's maybe a lot. we'll have to do like Southern California. Or yeah, we're slowly California. spread out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Thanks again, you guys, for listening. Tune in next time. Bye. Bye.